is TK, you guys. Uh, you guys check out part two of our For the Culture podcast, episode 88. We got great guests on with Cap Keen and the full band. So be sure to stick around for the rest of the show. Okay, Cosmo, yeah, 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 yeah. The last few drops that we've had during this time period. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he laid a, laid a real dope. Uh, uh, and we are back. Um, actually, before we uh go into, of course, all the big stuff that's been hand, been going on here in Atlanta, I just wanted to make sure you know we. We give a shout out to you, Tony. You know, like I said, of course, at the back of the beginning of the month, obviously a lot of stuff happened within the soccer the streets community. I just wanted to see, like, was there any update as far as what happened with uh, Miss Turner and um, and uh, her family and everything? Yeah, uh, so actually, that's actually the kit I'm wearing today. Uh, I got my Sequoia official memorial jersey on. Um, for those who haven't heard or listened to the podcast or whatever, so. Sequoia Turner was uh, an eight-year-old girl in our program who, uh, unfortunately, uh, was a victim of some gun violence here in Atlanta, and uh, it happened right next to the spot where Rashard Brooks uh, was uh, murdered by the policeman. And, um, you know, it's just an awful situation. And so last week, uh, last Monday, uh, there was a memorial at the school, and we, as a Soccer Streets, we presented a retired jersey uh, in her, her honor to the school and to the family. And so um, talk about one of the hardest things I've had to do to actually, you know, speak about Sicaria in front of her family, to her family, looking at her mom and, you know, talk about a tough situation because no nobody wants to outlive their child, and especially to some stupid, stupid senseless violence like this. Um, but you know, the school has wrapped their arms around her. Uh, the city of Atlanta is, uh, you know, I, with all this going on, I gotta say, like, I'm afraid it's going to get lost again, you know, to what's going on with the news cycles and everything like that. You know, they have, you know, some people in custody and they have some interests or whatever, but, um, uh, to say how the impact has been within our own community organization, I mean, Kids have expressed like their legit fears now uh, mm-hmm. with the unrest that is going on. You know, we see what's going on in Portland and Northwest and everything with it, the the protests that are going on up there. You know, we had our issues here in Atlanta. Um, kids are legit scared, um, but that also shows even more reason why we need to be here as an organization and just as a greater community. As for the culture as well too, and Cab, what you're doing, like we're providing these outlets for kids um, to, you know, have this sense of escapism, this cathartic moment for kids while dealing with this chaos of a world that we're living in right now. Um, but you know, with Sequoia, you know, we're trying to keep her memory going. A lot of people have stepped up within the local community. You know, um, her funeral was paid off by. Um, What's his name? Um, like uh, Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then within the last few days, within the few, first few days of 
for her passing, you know, over a hundred sixty thousand dollars was raised just to support the family. So, I mean, there, there's definitely a sense of stepping up. Um, but as we always say, you know, the good die young, and it's, it's unfortunate. Um, I, I hate that. You know, it, it's become like a hashtag type of thing. But you know, we want to change that narrative um, and not let it get lost in the chaos of of all this craziness that's going on. But, um, you know, it, it's it's been a surreal time. You know, it, 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 I guess the reason why it's surreal is because so many times it's been like, oh, that's a different city. And just like, Cam, y'all, like the craziness that's happened in D.C. with the random violence that's going on as well, too. I mean, like, my God, it's, it's one of these things that it, it's – you feel like you're watching – you know, eyes on a prize episode on you know public broadcasting or something like that. Like I feel like this is so surreal that, oh my God, I'm watching these historic pivot moments. Hopefully, pivot moments to where we are as a as a society. But um, you know, again, just showing love to Sequoia. We started making these these kits for her and so you know keep her her memory alive and, and keep it going. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I guess I'll uh, do a quick uh, pivot and uh, just uh, for those of you who have made orders at ftcutd.myshopify.com, particularly the name sets, everyone should be getting their name sets. They're all got mailed out Monday. Actually, there is one that's uh, that's actually need to get reprinted because it came out a little janky. But uh, of course, as always, get your name sets, hats. Uh, what else? Shirts, everything, even 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 the culture of club mugs. Even though I'm not doing minor because I'm I'm sipping on this on this whiskey, but uh, ftcutd.myshopify.com. Yeah, what's 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 good, Rashad? What's good? What's good, man? Everything's good. Uh, I don't have my mug this week, unfortunately, but um, I got a little wine. But uh, are we ready to uh? Get into a little bit of a it happened downs. No, no, no. We we got to we got we got to touch on. The, oh, we got more. Oh, we got home. We got home team. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we hit it up last weekend. I guess you know the front office listens to us and and Lane. I just said, crank the boards, <laughs> deuces. That's right. Friday Friday on your day off. You know, I, I guess you know. <laughs> The Frank DeBoer turned this into um, Craig. And, he got the Craig you know, treatment, man. He did, he did. He did the Craig treatment. He did. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, about, uh, what was about like, what, 18 months on the job? You know, he, he did deliver a Campionist Cup, a U.S. Open Cup. But keep in mind that he that United hasn't scored since March. And that was actually against, what, Cincinnati, I think? Yeah, Cincinnati. Hey, Cincinnati. Yeah, they, they got smoked by, by Club America and then got got couple donuts on during uh, the Corona Cup. So and it's funny because that's how he ended up getting uh canned over at uh, at Crystal Palace. Like he didn't score a goal in like seven games. Like here it was uh, he didn't score a goal in four games. So yeah. Do you I, see I, a theme? Perhaps a variation. <laughs> Something you know, I see you want to say. I see deja vu. 
I see philosophy that uh, we kind of saw coming. I mean, we we literally changed the, the, the philosophy of the team. And, and uh, I mean, like you just said it, TK, we saw it coming. So it shouldn't catch us as a surprise. Well, I, I think FDB, he never really adapted. You know, even to Tata's credit, you know, he was able to, you know, adapt whether it's, you know, big picture wise, as far as like, you know, the personnel that he had, tactics that he had. Um, FDB was never really a person who made those major adaptions, uh, whether it be in-game or player personnel wise. And the thing about like, I mean, it would be one thing if there wasn't the talent there. Um, I always, I think we've talked about it on several episodes before, we always questioned the, the hiring of him because of, the type of personnel that we had didn't match up with FDB style. And mm. so, and for it to continue to make signings like that too, it just didn't make sense, you know? And, um, you know, I, I love to see, you know, not love to see, but you know, the fact that the constant going back and side to side, good gosh. I mean, like, <laughs> That, that wasn't what we were used to, you know, as far as a fan, from a fan's perspective. Right. You know, and same thing, you know, being a fan of Man United, same thing, like, you know, the going back and side to side, like, it's like, please, can we can we show some attack and prowess somehow, some way? And that was boring, and it wasn't successful for us. And with our type of, you know, personnel that we had, like, that's not that's not a Barco way. You know, that's not, that's not going to help us out. Um, and course we i mean to be fair obviously we know that not to say that we're a one-trick pony but you know obviously with joseph out of the mix that is a big part of it um and that, that was also gonna be a, a weird thing there because i often question if he would be held responsible for what happened this year in spite of losing joseph so early but like I think what honestly doomed him is is you keep trying to go back to something that wasn't working. Like you kept you kept trying to go back to the three four three. And granted, back at the beginning of the season when everyone was healthy, it actually had some success. But at the same time, once you took out uh, Joseph, it's like you basically have a headless monster, mm-hmm. and you have to adjust that. And obviously, Adam John, JJ Williams, they're like they're nowhere near caliber of striker that Joseph was. So like you have to adjust what you have to kind of fit what's, what's, what's remaining. And all I know is if I never see the three, four, three again here in Atlanta, I will be entirely happy. But you know what though? It looks just like the first days of FDB because even with Joseph in the lineup, he still was missing because Mm -hmm. we, we possessed the ball coming from the back. And we never got to the – when we got to the final third, we looked lost. So mm-hmm. Joseph was never put in position to score at first until the team spoke up and said, hey, this is not the style that we like. But it's ironic to me that they look just like the beginning of the FDB's tenure, even when Joseph was in the 11. Now, without him, they still kind of look the same. But, yeah. but look, look, look I think he's trying to – we're talking about like Nagby's gone, uh, um, Parkhurst. I mean, like you got these major cogs. 
Gressel to DC United. You're welcome, Kat. No, um, you know, we're missing <laughs> these main cogs that were a part of that, you know, initial MLS Cup run. Um, those major cogs were never really addressed. And mm-hmm. as far as like whether it was a like for like, uh, there was like too many major pieces have been taken apart at the same time almost. Yeah. And so with that being said, I mean, like, that's where you're like, when you're looking at upper management, you're like, okay, are we going to look and stick, let him stick this out and figure it out type of thing? Or this is just not the right man to figure yeah. out. You call Spade a Spade, be like, you know what, dog? This ain't going to work, Chief. It's very, <laughs> you got a point. There's there's tons of overconfident decisions. Because uh, think back, we got rid of uh, Garza. Who do we replace right. him with? Breck Shea and Bello. You know, looking in the midfield, we brought in (laughs) Remetti and Heinemann and all these guys. So, uh, yeah, I I don't think the the personnel uh, was addressed like we were overly confident, I feel. I think we are. We thought we could make a little, we could make more out of, of nothing with a lot of our signings. And we see it without a plan. We just uh, we look lost right now. We need a lifeline. That's what I see. We need a life. I know uh, MLS isn't necessarily your forte, Cab, but uh, have you been paying attention to what's been happening down here? Uh, to be honest, I'm totally out of the loop of uh, this year's uh, MLS. I don't watch MLS. Uh, I don't blame time. Cab. I don't blame you know, him. He has very, very, very thick thoughts on on Emily Shaw's. <laughs> but I'm listening to you. I mean, look, I, I can tell you a number of things. One, I was with MLS the first two years, right, mm-hmm. under when when Bruce was here. Um, so I was a member of, of of staff with the organization. And and Bruce, from what you're saying about Frank DeBoer, had the same style. Yeah, it was side to side. You know, with Richie Williams, John Harks. Um, uh, Maisner. But here's the difference. The Dutch, um, and I lived in Holland for four years, so I know the Dutch system like the back of my hand. The whole Total point football. of this, you know, the whole point of, and, and look, this is exactly what's happened with Liverpool versus uh, Klopp with Buvac the, mm-hmm. uh, on, as his assistant, where he was direct, versus Pep Linders, who's a Dutchman, and you go side to side. The whole point of possession is to move the opponent. Yeah, it's not to keep the ball, it's to move the opponent. So when you have the ball, your opponent is directly in front of you. Yeah, and they're either going to press or they're going to hold and they're going to wait for the forward pass. So you keep the ball side to side to move the first two or three defenders. Because you know, when you go from right to left, what does the other team do? They shift. And if you move the ball quick enough, from one side to the other, do you push a fullback up or a winger, whoever's on the wide of the opposite side, bang, and you hit your long diagonal ball and you're in. That's Dutch football. That's what Pep Guardiola learned from Rijkaard. Yeah, Pep didn't create that. He learned from Rijkaard. I'm going to tell you the difference. The same with Bruce. Cruyff who played a different style of Dutch football, as does Gus Hiddink, mm-hmm. um, they had the player in the middle who, when you're shifting your opponent 
from side to side like a puppeteer. You have that player in the middle who can do a killer ball. Yeah. So DC United had Echeverry. And he could hit that killer ball to, you know, Raul Diaz Arce or or Steve Rommel or whatever. Or in the second season, Moreno. They could hit that killer ball from the middle once you shift the, the, the opponent. So, in other words, DC United, the first two years, was the most boring MLS team to watch because they go side to side. They didn't attack from the back. They didn't have overlapping fullbacks. They didn't have any combination play. It was side to side football till it came to Echeverry. Bang, hit one good pass, and they'd kill you in the last 15 minutes because teams weren't fit in their first season of MLS. Mm. Right? So that's how DC United won it. Uh, Liverpool win it by just outworking you, going side to side, then the fullbacks cross it in, not to one target player, which is the Dutch way, but three target players, three mobile target players. That's the evolution of the Dutch system. Mm. But you're supposed to have a player in the middle who could play like Coutinho or Hazard or De Bruyne. So when you're doing that, which is why it works with Man City, because when you're doing that shifting from side to side, you have a player who can dribble or pass through the middle. He'll either hit a killer ball or dribble and wall pass his way through. Because once you pull the space between a fullback and a centre-back, or the two centre-backs, or a centre-back and a holding mid, you can penetrate. So just like when they say, oh, play between the lines, or play in the half spaces. Yes, those, those spaces are between two players. So in other words, if you play like futsal, futsal America, you play <laughs> in between defenders, not necessarily lines. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's where maybe you don't have that player. Or anybody who's doing that possession side-to-side crap, they don't have that player in the middle who can penetrate through the middle. And that's why the system fails. And that's why it's boring to watch because you're not winning games playing that way. Because now, like your man said, you get to the attacking third, you got no ideas. Well, the reason you have no ideas because you got no playmaker or... Dribbler, you don't have a, a, yeah. a Neymar, you don't have a Coutinho, you don't have a Hazard, you don't have a Leroy Sanchez, you don't have that, and that's what kills the football. So, you you know, that's a Dutch system that needs evolution. It's not whether you're playing 3 4 3 or 4 3 3 or whatever you want to play, it's who you have in that system. Yes, that's the that's I, the definitely, I definitely agree with that because. I, um, like going back to last year, I felt that with the depth, we didn't really have the best depth at the time. And so it's like, okay, if, if say Nagby got hurt and suddenly you're trying to replace him, it's like, okay, this is not going to work at all because nobody has the same type of quality that Nagby has to play his type of role. You fast forward to this season, you don't have uh, Joseph there, you don't have Gressel, you don't have. LGP, you don't have Miram. Like, there's a lot of guys that were that were missing from what worked last year to the, the guys that were, that came in their place. It's like, yeah, like these guys aren't the same quality. And what I think what made things a lot more frustrating, and I, and I talked about it last week, was that you had it because of the COVID uh, uh, releases and and Kemp allowing 
teams to play early and train early. We had an extra month compared to a lot of teams, and we we looked like we didn't do jack with that time. And that would have been enough time to figure out how are we going to adjust without Joseph? How are we going to, you know, continue to attack in in his absence? And it looked like a lot of times, like we had zero clue whatsoever as far as what to do. You had guys out there who weren't hustling. And at the end of the day, that, that reflects on the coaching and, and the instruction. And I think it kind of – I think DeBoer basically – did himself in just by not adapting to what you have left. And I don't feel sorry. Like, like I said, I, like I, I've, I've tried my best to, you know, advocate and stick up for what he had. But when, when you lose the players, it's like, yeah, the, the writing's pretty much on the wall. And of course uh, now we have uh Steven glass. He's the, AU2 manager that's uh, taken over as interim. Uh, of course, there's already been rumors as far as who's going to come in. Marcelo Gallardo. Um, uh, some pe- people want Pochettino, of course. I mean, if you're going to go for the gold, go for Sedan. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but no, I mean, it's, it's MLS, so you like you really don't know for sure like how, like what type of manager will come to MLS first of all, especially for the type of ambition that Atlanta United has. But uh, do y'all have any suggestions, any proposals as far as who y'all might want to see come here? Can I be the first to answer that? Go ahead, go ahead. The one coach in world football that I think is the most underrated coach on the planet, and since he coached at that level, hasn't been given the opportunity to show that it wasn't uh, a fluke, it's Frank Reichard. Yeah, Frank no, Reichard. I've been saying that for the longest time. <laughs> he made the most exciting Dutch team since '88, which was the Euro 2000 Dutch team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and took them to the semi-finals of Euros, which is like almost unheard of for Holland. Yeah, and since '88, mm-hmm. yeah, and then he took over Barcelona and made Barcelona. And let's understand now what he did. He didn't just put Ronaldinho and Eto together with Deco. He picked the three teenagers to start in the Champions League. Can you name those three teenagers? No other coach uh, had ever done that in the history of the Champions League. Messi. Messi. Messi, one. I think uh, Iniesta was still a teenager at that point, right? Who? Iniesta was still a teenager at that point? Thierry and Henri. No. He was old. This was long before Henri. Uh, how man. old is that? Oh, no, no, no. Well, hold up, maybe one oh, played in MLS. Was it uh, was it Sergio? Um, the defender, you know, someone, um, no, they're all yeah, attackers, three teenage attackers. Was it um, Boyan? Yep, Boyan was. Two, one more MLS player. Oh, played man. in MLS. Oh crap! Now and his brother. Really? <laughs> Stumped. I'm hitting the bell. The buzzer. Wow. <laughs> Giovanni De Santos. Yeah, De Santos. You're right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I forgot about three. That. 
three teenagers all yeah. together starting right. in a Champions League game. Not no friendly, right. not no Spanish Cup Champions mm. League. That's Frank Rijkaard. And he tried to believe in the youth. But, of course, you've got a president and a board and, you know, who are against not having a Galactico-level player up there, yeah? But Frank is a believer of developing players who are hungry for the game to go out there and do their thing, yeah? And he would be brilliant in American soccer. I mean, truly, he should be the U.S. national team coach, but he needs to coach in MLS first to get used to the American culture. Yeah, it's, playing, it's, it's weird playing. because... He kind of, like after he left uh, Barcelona, it's like he almost like kind of just fell off the planet. And mm-hmm. uh, like bad for, choices, bad choices. You know, he went to Saudi of, Arabia. He went. Yeah. To, he went yes. back to Holland and had the worst club in Holland. You know, um, uh, the second Rotterdam team, yep. Sparta, and uh, he got them relegated. So nobody trusted him anymore. It's like, hold on, do you realize who Sparta Rotterdam is? And that's when he Barca, and he was in Barca for five years or so. And then got us away in the in the Turkish league, mm-hmm. and two two Champions Leagues, you know, and and this is before Zidane, yeah. So yeah. you're talking about somebody before Pep, right? You're talking about a black coach, the only head black coach in European football yeah. period, and then he wins two Champions League, and then he can't get another top job. So that's, you know, that's wow. MLS needs to look at things like that and say, look, you know, I mean, I like to see local coaches make it up to that level. But look, if you're going to follow Frank DeBoer, don't <laughs> ignore the Dutch system. Yeah. Pick the right Dutch coach. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, it's funny because I, I was joking about that last week because we saw like FC Cincinnati. Of course, they have Jap Stam. Uh, coaching them now, of course, you saw a very quick adjustment from that first game where they gave up four goals, and then suddenly they're now in the knockout rounds. I think, I think they're playing tonight, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, but yeah, it was nil nil in the 28th minute. No oh. rights reserved. All rights reserved in MLS. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I think all things considered, making a move now probably makes a lot a lot of sense depending on where uh, United wants to look. Um, as far as their next manager get some time to like take their time as far as who they want to move to next. I, I definitely think that they want to get back to obviously a, an attacking style play, something that attracts fans, something that keeps them excited because honestly, I mean, I understood, you know, the, the, the method that Boar had, but at the same time, it, it, it went in direct opposite as far as implementation what, is everything. What, uh, what worked for us uh, prior to that. But um I, I, of course, I would be remiss before we get up into up and two down to not give a shout out to Futsal America. Uh, of course, um, like how have y'all been, you know, doing um, adjusting with the, during the pandemic, and what you, what y'all got going on? That's a tough one because uh, obviously, like anybody else, um, at least on the East Coast, COVID has pretty much shut us down, right? So um, since April, all we've been able to do is Zoom sessions. Mm-hmm. So you know, you get on Zoom one hour and you do workouts you know i'm basically just giving instructions to the kids making sure that as i watch them on the screen that they're doing the exercise correctly and we do you know we maintain the footwork you know which which is always part of our mantra you know is is the footwork and then uh we do the fitness because they're, they're basically quarantined in their house so the exercises have to be doable 
solo in your house, in a living room, in a be- in a basement, in a bedroom, in a tiny space. So we're working on upper body core, strength, uh, power, and agility. Or, you know, and so I incorporate some plyometrics without the use of jumping onto something and jumping off. Basic uh, ground level plyometrics and ball work that they can do. You know, in a three yard space. Um, and we've done that until middle of June when we finally got into phase one where we were allowed to go outside. And then we were able to continue the Zoom. So we are now on the National Mall. So we, we're the only people, period, on the National Mall. It's like, I don't know if you ever saw this movie with Tom Cruise called Vanilla Sky. And he mm. woke up and he woke up and, you know, all of uh, Times Square was empty. That, that's been uh, the National Mall. It's completely empty. So we go out there on the grass and we do our, we set up a, a phone on a tripod and we do the Zoom. It's for those kids who are still nervous about coming out. Um, but we're able to do, you know, uh, training sessions uh, where we can combine what you have to do inside with a little bit outside. But in DC, it's pretty bad. You know, I mean, now they're saying that, you know, if you come from Florida or any of these hotspots, you have to be quarantined for two weeks and vice versa. If you travel to those areas and try to come back, you have to be quarantined. So people are too scared and the college season is shut down. High school season is shut down for the fall. Mm-hmm. So that means there's no way youth soccer, there's no way anybody's going to risk in DC. I don't know about Virginia and Maryland. They're totally different. Uh, I know um, in Virginia, like Dave, in Virginia, they've actually uh, pushed everything back to December, and like football season actually won't even happen until like February of next year. So, um, uh, I haven't checked as far as Maryland goes, but um, yeah, it's, well, it's 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 crazy. Well, again, just sticking on the youth soccer point, that the past two weekends they had youth tournaments in the Mid Atlantic in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, and teams went there. Teams from this area went there and played, which is mind-boggling, you know. Um, because nobody was tested, yeah. They're saying, "Oh, yeah, you're going to get your temperature checked, and we'll wipe down everything." Not understanding that the virus is in the air. So when you're running and you're, you know, shouting and you know, you're, you're passing on the virus, and kids, yeah, okay, they're not going to die, but they'll transmit the virus to somebody who can die, and that's the problem. Yeah. So to do anything. Um, that requires contact is a whimsical risk. You know, and I don't want to bring a downer onto this oh, no, uh, no, thing, but it's, it's, it's hard, right, to educate kids to stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, keep socially distanced, and then they're seeing on their, you know, social media that kids are playing, you know, playing not just 1v1, but games, you know, and it's crazy, and, and DC is being a little tough and say no games no contact you know still under 50 people together um so that means the the, the fall is a wrap you know and, I, and we're just going to do social distance practicing till probably january and then we'll restart hopefully with um futsal but we got to get through this this winter flu season right that's the danger with this thing. yeah nobody's nobody's talking about that part and uh yeah i think that that's going to prolong things quite a bit. And uh, 
you know, because people won't know this is the flu or this is COVID. Either way, wear your damn mask. Stay at home when when possible because just being out here in the streets like that just really is just too damn risky uh, like that. It's not worth the risk of getting sick and taking your chance as far as what happens because it's not just the just not just COVID that's going on, but of course the residual effects. People get their lungs fucked up. It's a lot that goes along with that. So again, we've all, always been stressing it. If you have to go out, wear your mask. But if you can, stay home. Just do that. But um, let's uh, let's wrap this up again up and two up and two down. Rashad Mayer, what you got? You're on mute, Rashad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and action. I see it. Um, I'm going to start. So uh, this week, I'm going to start with, uh, I got two ups and one down. I'm going to start with um, a down. So uh, in the last week, we spoke about the different leagues coming back and everyone being in their bubble and how it's working. And the one sport in America that doesn't have a bubble um, right now is actively playing is Major League Baseball. So uh, Miami, the Miami team, Miami Marlins, right down the street from the new uh, Miami club in MLS, uh, just uh, reported they have about 17 players and staff members that are tested uh, positive with COVID. So Mm. their season is temporarily shut down. So uh, unfortunate for them, fortunate for them, because they get to chill and get a W, but otherwise, uh, you know, safe return to those players and staff members uh, in Miami uh, as they recover from that. That's BS, by the way, because it's like (laughs) you're just going to just let – let them just stay home and just you know catch L's while everybody else still plays. I'm like, no, stop, stop, because we we've we've seen with MLS, with with uh, the NBA, with the NHL up in Canada, like the bubbles are working. Like you have everyone still trying to travel from their home markets, and. There's no telling, like, you know, who's going to be next as far as, you know, if players catch COVID. Because, of course, the Marlins, um, with their cases, that affected the Phillies and the Yankees and the Orioles. And it's like, just like the, what what they call it, the, the contract tra- uh, tracing. Like, that, and and then on top of that, I think that word came out that, like, some of them knew on Saturday that they had COVID and they still voted to play on Sunday. Like, that's the kind of shit that you, you can't put into the player's hands. If you know that you are playing with COVID, you need to not play whatsoever. And that's just madness to me. Well, what else you got? Well, uh, just on that point, just because I don't not know if we did it on camera. Stuff. But, um, you know, the reason why it was so successful in the Premier League to play and game after game every three days, because all the players were in a hotel. All the staff were in a hotel. Nobody was home with their wives, their girlfriends, whoever. Every single person who's involved in the match was in a hotel and got tested twice a week. That's the only reason they only got one infection in the last two weeks from 12,000 tests. 
So yeah. if you get one infection out of 12,000, you got nothing to worry about. So to just let players do whatever they want to do, just like we were talking about with the college uh, situation, you're you're asking for wildfire, bushfires. Yeah. What you got? What else you got, Mayor? I was going to say, uh, not to mention, um, actually, right before the season started, they played uh, our Atlanta Braves here uh, in exhibition matches, uh, two exhibition matches right before the season. So my birthday and the day after that, which was the 21st and 22nd. So they also are kind of in a danger zone because they were they were possibly exposed to them in a particular time frame as well. So you've got to look out for the home team. Uh, my other down, yeah, that was my other down would be something we already spoke about. Uh, Bournemouth being relegated, you know, check on a Bournemouth fan if you know one. Uh, we happen to know a cherry, so um, Reggie, we know our we know thoughts two. and prayers are with you, man. We know too, but Reggie, particularly, my thoughts and prayers are with you, buddy. Um, you know, hopefully, we we see them back in the prim uh, eventually. But man, I, I I did not want to see that. I did not want to see that. I'll just tell you, I'm just sitting there. Feels, they scored three one, and they still get relegated. <laughs> that's but, that's how know, that's how she breaks sometimes. Yeah. You gotta play a whole thirty-eight games. I'm an Ipswich fan. Man. That is true. Ipswich. <laughs> that is hey, true. We got rele- relegated last. But hey, some of you guys are sitting there waiting on Aston. <laughs> hey, some of you guys are waiting on Aston to get that 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 boot now. So come on, come on, Tony, come on. I would, All right, I would. but uh, as my from yeah, see, see, uh, as my ups. Uh, Obviously, I'll have to say that Man United finishing third is a up. Uh, coming, like, just looking at this season, oh, my. Just looking, you know, Man United, Chelsea. I know we I know we talked our shit, TK, but but uh, that was a great finish for you guys. But, you know, we ended third, so I'll take it. Uh, and my other up being, uh, oh, I need, a, I need a Man United kit with a three on it, by the way. Can you, can you make that happen? Can you make that? Definitely make that happen. I'm actually going to buy a Chelsea shirt and then remove the three because I love the new kits that much, and I'm not sold on the three. And, and I'm I'm tired of y'all ragging every other every every time y'all, y'all you gave up a three one uh, well, loss like, like yep it's been, every three days basically for the last ironically. Hey, just out of the five, new magic number three. <laughs> yeah. literally three days ago y'all were ragging me about three and then three days before that and so forth and so forth so we'll, we'll wait it's a new magic number man happen. three uh it's the magic number. my last up oh, some people some people may look at this as a down but this is actually an up for me so in the nba we also talked about them having a bubble our man here lewis williams lou will uh as they call him the place for the la clippers uh, recently left the bubble. Um, he had to come back to Atlanta. He had something serious that he had to deal with with his family. I think, it's family. Like I think yeah. they lost someone. Unfortunately, his grandpa died. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Williams Sr., I believe. Okay. So, unfortunately, that happened. Wings, but while home, while home, he had to check in with people. You get a little hungry when you get home. You want to get a home-cooked meal, you know what I mean? So one of his favorite establishments is on the southwest side of Atlanta. It's uh, it's a very 
popular, well-known African-American performing arts institution, uh, affectionately known as Magic City. And Lou Will had to uh, make a visit and get some chicken wings. And I tell you, I don't blame you, my guy. You had to get, you had to eat. Now, he wouldn't have gotten caught if it wasn't for someone taking a picture like, yo, Lou Will. But Lou Will is always in that establishment. And he was just going inside to get some food. Now, mind you, they have set he their has, kitchen up now to where you don't have to go inside. He got his own meal, exactly. man. Now, you don't meal. you don't have to go in, but someone like Lou Will that knows everybody around the place, you got to go in and check in and say, what's up? Now, he was masked up. Now, he had his mask on. He just went in to get his food. The man has a flavor, just like Tony just said. The man has his own wing flavor on the menu. What was it? Lemon pepper barbecue? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sweet Lou lemon pepper. Sweet Lou lemon pepper. It's like, I got to... Sweet I, I don't know. lemon pepper barbecue. I heard. I heard. I, 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 I haven't had sweet Lou barbecue. Oh, we haven't had sweet also Lou barbecue, but they got they have some new They're signature flavors. Hey, we're shouting out Magic City free publicity. So if you hear this episode, hey, holler at us. But That's drop them in the ticker. Put them in the ticker. We just got sponsored. That's right. That's gonna be the hardest thing is that. You, everybody's gonna want once now be like, yo, we sold out, man. Like we can't can't even do it. <laughs> That's the thing. If people try the wings, they'll be like, oh, I get why you went in. I understand. <laughs> like people were just ragging them. Hey, but hey, you, did you hear um, uh, Shannon Sharp on uh, on TV the other day talking about it? He's talk like, hey, Skip, if you had those scripts and the chicken wings, <laughs> you will understand, Skip. Oh man, <laughs> Skip was so Caucasian. Teach me, man. Teach me. But yeah, unfortunately for Lou Will, he lost someone, but fortunately he got some wings. So that's a up for me because I love wings. And to segue into that tomorrow, if you're listening to this today as we release this on the 29th of July, it's National Wing Day. So yeah, that's one of my favorite days of the year, by the way. So there you go. Yeah, drop, Who's drop, next? Some wing, drop some wings to, to CEO Kane no. at Twitter and <laughs> Instagram. But uh, TK, boom, what you got? Uh, let's see. I don't, man, I, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm be persistent with my, my, my down from last week. I just want to continue to reiterate to uh, dial up your local congressmen, your congresswomen, your local Senate elected official uh, within your own d- regarded district uh, and, and have them get on the uh, the Heroes Act, man. We're, we're somewhere near it, but I mean, $600, $200, $600, 200 I'm just saying, you know, we, we, America needs help. So whatever it's going to be, um, sign it, get it happening. We got a president doing all sorts of crazy things except helping people. So uh, I'm imploring people to do a little effort and try to help yourself or at least your local area. Um, I would say let's swap to up Chelsea finishing. Uh, it's glorious. We're just piling in the transfers. Hopefully we'll have a, a new keeper soon here. Hopefully we'll have a center back. I hear Declan Rice is on his way. Um, yeah, I just, I, I couldn't be happier for, uh, for the club and just, to have, you know, be on this train of momentum going into the new season 
Uh, and hopefully uh, all of our predictions are correct and Chelsea is dominating the league because, uh, quite honestly, Cab, you said it earlier, we bought the league. We bought the Hey, I didn't say dominate. I, I didn't <laughs> win it. No, those are my words. Dominate. Maybe by one point. But we, we've definitely, I think we've stolen the league, is maybe what you said earlier. Um, oh, so, you definitely yeah. bought the league. Yeah, you definitely bought the league. So, so looking forward to that. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a, a great, yeah, you're damn right. Ah, FIFA 21, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> and, and also, uh, another up this week, we're going to tie this into uh, F1. I continue to implore my, uh, my, my black friends, or just my POCs in general, to get into F1. Support your your local POCs and uh, shout out to Lewis Hamilton. Hopefully, we're gonna take it home on uh, on British soil this weekend. Bang bang! And uh, for my last down, you know, uh, we have a COVID scare going on right now in my office. This is gonna be our third one. Uh, Jesus, I, I work in an office of four people, including myself. <laughs> I'm the only one who hasn't had a COVID scare. Uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna send well wishes to my uh, my other coworkers, and um, hopefully we we do not have an instance of COVID because if that is the case, we are definitely shut down, um, and I'll be home with baby girl. But uh, yeah, so hopefully we're good on that front. Uh, going to pass this off. Either way. Uh, oh wait, there we go. Either protect way. Cobra Commander at all costs. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, got got make sure Ellie's safe. But, uh, I'm going to jump up in here real quick. Uh, no, I usually go last, but I'm going to jump up in here real quick. Uh, shout out to uh, Millwall because I just love the fact that they have the Husky Chocolate uh, shirt sponsor. You know, shout out to the big boys out there. You know who you are. <laughs> hey, 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 you are secretly supporting the McLaren team as well. So Yeah, yeah. I saw that they, uh, they're a sponsor of... Uh, i telling you, man. Get yeah. on board. Get on board. Um uh, yeah, of course. Uh, this uh, my up is uh, this week. The NBA comes back. Uh, of course, everyone WNBA, NBA, they're all in um, in Orlando. And for those of you who who did not see uh, the WNBA's uh, restart this past weekend, uh, they they took the pro- protest a step further and just say, you know, what? we're not even doing the anthem. Like y'all, y'all play it. We'll be up up in the back end when it's time to play. We'll play. Uh, you no, know, for those of you who who have not, you know, been keeping up with the WNBA, like, of course, you know, the the league is seventy percent black, uh, and they've been active on social causes for a hot minute. It, it hasn't just started with just um, uh, the black, the current Black Lives Movement matter movement um, going on currently. They've been on this for for a minute. So, for a lot of them, it's very personal, and you know, obviously, they've. Uh, dedicated the season to Breonna Taylor and, and the African American women who have been victims to police violence, and um, you know, hopefully, you know, if you haven't already, check out the WNBA. It's a very good product. I know a lot of people get kind of lost in the sauce after college basketball, but it's a very good product. Definitely make sure to check it out. Um, my other up is Emmy nominations. My main man Giancarlo Esposito got nominations for both Mandalorian. And Better Call Saul, Insecure, Yvonne Orji, Issa Rae, Emmy nominations. Like we said a few uh, a few weeks back, it's by far their best season that they've had with Insecure. And I'm gonna throw in one bonus one, and I'm I'm tired of this shit. I need for Siri to get their ad together because y'all got too many hot ass kits 
to be so damn racist. Like I need, I need, like uh, I want to be able to support y'all, but stop being so damn racist. Because the the new Milan kid, new Inter kid, the new Roma kid, they've all been hot, and I want to buy them. But y'all being racist, so stop that shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, let, uh, let me slide in real fast. Uh, we up? have a local for the for the Emmy nominations as well. Um, Ozarks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's local to Atlanta, and uh, I also just a side note work in the film. So shout out to Flip Barrera and uh, all the other sound mixers, re-recording producers who are uh, involved with that project. Uh, the best of luck to you. So speaking of sound, you you find it very ironic that MLS is at Disney, but ESPN doesn't use crowd noise, but Fox does. Like it's so weird. Like ESPN has actually been very very. Devoted to just not doing crowd noise at all, crowd noise at all. But um, that's something I, I I noticed. But um, you want to get up in this cab? You want you want to you want to do some shout outs real quick? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I want to do an add addendum uh, to my point about Chelsea. You know, I didn't mention in that attacking group, which just makes this whole situation worse. Mason Mount. Oh my wow. baby. Yeah. He yeah. is you talent know. and hard work. He is the definition of talent and hard work. There's too no, much talent in that, in that squad. It's too much talent there. I mean, it's going to be hard for him to keep everybody happy next season. So that could be yeah. another yeah. factor. Real yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Jorginho's gone, but I think we we keep Kovacic. No loss. Uh, I no think loss. Barkley's gone. Oh, yeah, Barkley's another one. Yeah. yeah. Ross yeah. the boss with the sauce. You know, he's Jeez. had a good rejuvenation. But he's 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 not uh he's he's not at the caliber of the current players that we're bringing in and everyone else's ceiling in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, but you got him up there. But yeah, um, I'm right. But yeah, That's so like, uh, you're doing what shout outs and stuff. Yeah, two ups, two announce. Actually, you had a really good down earlier when you were mentioning the futsal and just navigating yeah. the the you know environment of COVID. So if yeah. you wanted to add another down and uh, some two two ups, that'd be perfect. The two ups, I'm going to give one out of the box one to uh, Bielsa at Leeds. I think uh, what he's done in the championship to bring Leeds back. I mean, I grew up with Liverpool Leeds being a major rivalry, you know, and uh, and then when Man United started winning, Man United Leeds was a big rival. We, we call it a cross Pennines derby, right? Which means there's a there's a mountain range that splits Liverpool and Leeds in the Yorkshire Dales there. And um, so whenever Leeds play Liverpool, Everton, Man City or Man United, that's a cross-Pennine derby. Their, their local derby will be uh, Sheffield United. So they'll have potentially five derby matches next season. Uh, good Chelsea. They got bad history there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, Leeds, Leeds fan bases. I mean, it's going to be so... So that's my other second down is uh, no fans after matches next season. I can take that this season because this season was pretty much a wrap. But next season, to see Leeds back, Bielsa, who's going to be the biggest personality in the press conferences that you ever see, he's going to play a style of soccer that nobody will have seen in the Prem before. You, you, you might see him do a... Uh, a, a two six one two, one <laughs> and and be like what the hell I mean this guy will do something mad and I can't wait to see it you know um, but I want to see fans so that that's the the big plus 
and the big downer is not having the fans, but great to see Leeds and Bielsa come up. And, you know, if we lose Klopp, I wouldn't mind having Bielsa, to be honest. He's just a character that, with a cop behind him, he could, he could oh my God. Um, and then, then the only other positive, the other shout out is to people like you, you know, um, just for doing stuff like this, for giving people who uh, don't have a voice, a voice, you know, and sharing that with the world. I think that's a special talent to be able to do that, you know, to to express your opinion in public and take whatever heat comes from that, the criticism, uh, the banter, you know, and have a thick skin and, and, and not take everything too serious, but to be able to express yourself like this um, and talk sense, you know, I mean, that's that's how Arsenal fan television became popular. You know, it's it they 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 cornered a market that was unseen, which was the the voice of a of a black fan. Nobody had ever seen that before, ever in the history of the game. So for Robbie Lyle and uh, troops and that to, to come out there, and now you do uh, your version of that stateside. Now look at it. You know uh, it's these th- these podcasts and uh, and Zoom calls and things are everywhere, and and more power to it because people who don't have a voice need a voice in this world. We can't let the mainstream media and the mainstream broadcasters give us the the faces of the game and thus thus only their opinion of the game. Yeah, you know, we, 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 we don't just need to hear from, you know, Carlos Bocanegra, Steve Nash on the Champions League. We need other people. Yeah, and the same uh, with MLS and the Premier League and Champions League and FIFA and everything else. And I think the more diversity we have, the better for the game and the better, you know, you're going to have more uh, markets to, to reach. And so good luck to you for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, glad to have you back on. It's been, it's been far too long, and definitely hope to have you back on soon. It's been a while, Tony. You know, I'll let you go go on last. What you got, man? Oh wow, yeah. Um, I guess for my, you know, I'm always trying to stay positive. I told y'all, keeping things positive this year with the two up, two downs. Um, I'm gonna start out with women's sports. You know, they were the first ones to come back. During this COVID era, um, NWSL, shout out to the Houston Dash for uh, winning the championship for them. Um, and then, Grego, you already took mine, what I was going to say as far as the WNBA goes. Um, I mean, women's sports has already been at the forefront as far as uh, being uh, socially active when it comes to um, injustice. And so, you know, what the WNBA has been doing, and a lot of people have glossed over what Maya Moore has been doing. She has stepped yeah, up the yeah. game to really put an effort out to, you know, so, social injustice that's going out. You know, she's a local, you know, she's a local girl from Collins Hill here in, a, you know, in, in the Georgia area. That's right. That's right. Um, and so. Yeah. Matter of fact, know, the, guy, the, guy, the guy that she, uh, she, she took time out for, like he just released, uh, I want to say like, three weeks ago, something like that. Like, yeah, like, like it, it all paid off. So I mean, like that's some Muhammad Ali type stuff, you know what I mean? Like to literally leave your career or put your career on the line for, you know, something that you truly believe in. Um, so, um, you know, I got to give a shout out to, to the women's game. Um, 
doesn't get enough coverage. Hopefully, you know, you got some like Tommy Loran, she's saying some crazy stuff today as far as like, you know, you shouldn't use this outlet to, you know, be politically active. And then, you know, she was talking about the ratings and stuff. You're like, it's always, it's always, it's, it's never the right space. It's like, what is the right space then? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, still, we got the land dream owner talking about her mess, and then she's, you know, a political, you know, person and everything. And then you're going to be an owner of the land dream and just name named after Martin Luther King. Like, what do you think? Okay. I'm sorry. I won't stop. Sorry. About that. <laughs> Um, hey, we, I don't know if you want to spit some more fire, but you know, <laughs> I know it's been a while, man. You know, it's yeah, um, shout out to Ronaldo. She says that after two of her biggest players take the season off, so <laughs> yeah, um, shout out to Ronaldo, uh, who Ventus Ventus, you know, scaring the cup, but also to my man Ronaldo. Like, I've always said ever since Ronaldo left Man United. I'm still going to be a fan of his. I don't blame him for leaving, but still always want to see him do well. You know, I think he's got seven league titles now uh, under his belt across all um, uh, leagues that he's played in. Uh, so shout out to him, man, Juventus. Uh, I guess another positive also, we've all said it multiple times on this uh, episode, but it's good to see the Red Devils back in <laughs> Champions League. Void the thing. A little squeaky Thursdays. I'm tired of watching games on Thursdays, okay? And you wrote league. I'm like that schedule didn't work out for me, you know. Um I want to go back to that Tuesday, Wednesday schedule, you know? Um I wanna hear that, I wanna hear that theme song, you know what I'm saying? I got tired of Thursdays, okay? <laughs> hey, 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 sing the Europa League one for me, man. I, I, remember when we used to do that? Used to sing the themes. Go ahead and sing it for me real fast. I don't need um, to know the words in that one. And, uh, I guess the down, I think, is pretty much for all of us. But, you know, we lost the Titan. We lost John Lewis. And so um, – you know, I, I think that especially him being, you know, a, a representative here in Georgia and for all the things that he's done uh, for the fight, uh, you know, you hate to see that that uh, that that candle extinguished. So, um, but it's great to see the poetic justice of him being uh, brought across, you know, Edmund Pettus Bridge and everything. Um, and it's great to see our local community, but also the national community, even the worldwide community. Um, you know, watch this uh, this Titan and the celebration of his life and what he's done uh, for the fight for uh, justice um, and social activism. Um, you know, as we say, you know, the, the good trouble. Um, so, you know, you hate to see that happen, um, but, you know, it's, to see, it's great to see his legacy being truly uh, remembered in a, in a great light. And it's, you know, it's obviously fitting you know, for the current status that we're in right now uh, with, as a society that, you know, we lost the Titan, but hopefully this might be a spark that will ignite even more for this next generation. A um, couple things, these little honorable mention tidbits or whatever. Um, Cab, you brought up something that was definitely a great memory of mine from the college days when we used to practice on the National Mall. 
and we got kicked off a couple of times. <laughs> but that's the beauty of being in DC. And that's what made, you know, the you know, my experience there even more, you know, the fact that we were playing, you know, game of footy in the national mall. Like there's so much of a great feeling. So to see your kiddos go through that you know, too, like that's cool to see. Um I, I like that. So keep that going. Um and then also TK, shout out to you. You know, the good thing for COVID is that y'all don't have fans. So that means there's no racial incidents with fans. <laughs> So, you know, that's good looking. Oh, man. (laughs) Racism is in every English club. We've been there so many times. There's fans like me who are upset at the racist fans within our own clubs. I'd I'd hate to call out United for whatever happened whenever that did, but I appreciate you looking out for us Chelsea fans. Y'all just had a major problem, and then COVID came, and then it's solve that problem for the time temporary solve you know so you know. <laughs> racism is never solved with just a virus see and my fucking we'll, boot that's what it needs and, and just another honorable mention y'all were talking about john carlos Pazito. y'all forgot to mention godfather of harlem if you haven't been watching that yeah. yo watch godfather of harlem bumpy johnson with uh lauren i mean not lauren, um forrest whitaker yeah forrest whitaker um I mean, I've been watching that the last couple of weeks. Yo, that's that's a great series to watch. If you got epics, you got access, and you got some code. Put or me on. Put me yeah. on. Watch Godfather of Harlem. It's good. Hey, but that's all I might have you, Rashad. I got Disney Plus now. Got to catch up on Mandalorian and all sorts of shit. Um, before we uh, wrap up, just wanted to give a special shout out to the Black Fires, uh, our boys up in Chicago. Um, our main man, uh, Philip, who was just on the show uh, about a month or so ago, he just got diagnosed with COVID. You know, we're keeping you in, your, in our thoughts. You know, get well soon. We finally, after like a whole damn year, got our Black Fires scarves in the mail over the weekend. So thank you, finally. To Jake, uh, Jake, <laughs> Phil, Welly, Black Fires again. Phil, get well soon. Um, but yeah, um, and for those of you who this is this is a quick note, real quick before we uh, wrap up here. I know with COVID, is a lot of people are very worried about going to the doctor just for just a regular shit. I, I'm a prime example of that. I actually just found out the other day I, I got glaucoma. So like, you know, take care of yourself in in, in these times because you never know what you might be overlooking during this time. You know, obviously, if you got a cold, take some Robitussin, handle that shit. But if you got something, you know, that, that needs actual attention, go get it checked out. There's plenty of doctors out here that will that will take care of what you need. But next week, you'll see me in glasses. So, you know, I, I, I'm taking care of uh, doing my part to make sure that I keep these eyes because, you know, I like seeing shit. So we're going to see y'all next week. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, I catch the social on FTC. U T D. We go. We, yeah, it's time. U T D. That's okay. That's okay. But uh, yeah, where uh, where can the people find Full Sail America, Mister Akeem? Uh, you can see us on YouTube on Football America TV, or you can go on the website www.footballamericafc. 
www.cforfootsoulclub.com. Cool, cool, cool. Again, thank you for coming on, Corey. Thank you for coming on for both parts. Like I said, this is a super long episode. We haven't done an episode this long in quite some time, but of course, it's definitely worth it when you're involved because you always drop up the good knowledge both times. So hope y'all guys have checked out both parts because, like I said, Cab brings it every time. So hopefully y'all y'all enjoy this. But uh, I did bring it. Look, I Set him up for that. Set him up. Set him up. Come together. We're gonna get it next year. We gonna get it next year. But yes, uh, yes, we will see y'all soon. Let's say again in case of the FTC UTD on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm, yo, we might have to get off TikTok because you know they they trying to they trying to track us shit. So we, we might not have to do that much, too much longer. But um, but yes. Make sure that you follow us. Show your support. Keep buying the gear. Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you. But um, yeah, for Grego, for Mayor, for TK, for Coach, for Cab, Coach is real. Coach is everywhere. We will see y'all soon. We out. Stay safe. <laughs>